Hi, everybody. Welcome to Saint Misbehaving, the podcast about saints from people who are not. I am your host, Matthew Shadorn, and I am joined, as always, by my chief researcher and person who refuses to grow as a human being, Anna <gasps> Domini. Anna, what? how are you doing today? What is this <laughs> accusation? I can I can take not being your friend, but, you know, assaults on my character development. That's a Sorry. new low. I just felt like, you know, we were, we, you, you uh, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Well, to be fair, I did ask you to be a job reference for me so i feel like that cemented our acquaintanceship yeah. <laughs> our colleaguehood um, yeah i feel like that um yeah i mean obviously we it work, it's best if we work in a professional capacity yeah for sure i think we have a we have a greater potential for success yeah i mean it certainly produces professional results with this podcast <laughs> whatever i think it's very well edited i do say so myself <laughs> and and researched in fact well there you go see if you listen Quite to these the episodes which i don't which think i you do, do actually do you yeah because i find myself very funny <laughs> so yeah well no da- danny likes to listen to them when we're doing chores so oh does danny find them tormented funny? by my own voice well he finds me funny so yes <laughs> but also <laughs> no he, he finds you funny oh that's the important thing well quite yeah yeah but uh yeah. i don't but have you... to be funny i'm doing the research if it's not funny yeah. it's all on you that's fair I except that my burden. research this week isn't great so oh. i'm gonna try and be funny all right well i take the burden and the responsibility of being funny very seriously <laughs> as you should yeah have you done anything particularly saintly or had anything miraculous happen to you this week um oh i got my jab so that was good oh, uh, wow. the miracle of science indeed how are you um, feeling fine my arm hurt a, a bit for a while but it's fine now but i bled yeah. when uh, when the jab happened and i you bled yeah i had to have a Jeez. bit of cotton wool sellotape huh. to my arm like a oh like gosh. a brave girl <laughs> I was like, I've been so brave. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what, no lollipop? What the hell? Yeah, yeah, I was, I was like, I just fobbed off with that card that you get, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, so, even... so that was good. Kind of saintly as well, you know, getting bleed for to the protection of everyone, including myself, but but also everyone else. <laughs> yeah, it's like the stigmata, but yeah. on, your, on your shoulder. <laughs> upper arm. That's good. I, I had a miraculous thing happen this oh, yeah? week, which is that I got an appointment at the United States Embassy for ah, Tavish yes. to go confirm his citizenship. Mm-hmm. Yay. Did he have to which... like pledge allegiance to the flag, even though he can't talk yet? I imagine no, no, that it's happens. Not, it, yeah, it's not for a few days. But the reason this was miraculous... <laughs> So by then he will have learned to talk. <laughs> He'll have learned it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, he'll still know it all by then, you know. So it's miraculous because like there you in order to confirm his citizenship, like so he is since I'm an American citizen and he's my son. As far uh, as you know. As far as <laughs> that is not. You waded into that one, I'm afraid. That is the kind of immature humor that makes me think you have, you lack the capacity to grow as a human being. <gasps> wow. <laughs> Why are you still shocked by this? <laughs> you can't gasp twice at the same statement. Yes, I can. I'm very fragile. <laughs> Anyways, he since he's my son, he is, is automatically an American citizen. But since we live in a foreign country, I have to establish this with the United States Embassy, which is a very annoying process. And I have to go there in person. So did you, and- did you have to prove that you're his dad? I well, the proof that I'm his dad is that my the birth certificate says I'm his dad. Oh, okay. So you only yeah. had to buy the people making the birth certificate rather than. <laughs> no, like... I, I'm the one who went into to like. Here's the thing about so. Here's the right, thing about bribes. Oh, that was a Freudian <laughs> slip, wasn't it, Matthew? <laughs> here's the thing. 
thing about like, so I'm the one you want to hear about all the paperwork to establish the identity of my child. Yes, um, please. I think that's comedy gold. <laughs> I had to go to the town hall. I had to make an appointment to go to the town hall. Oh, that place is a total dump. So uh... <laughs> yeah, to like register his birth. Mm -hmm. So I had to take, I don't know, I forget. Well, like there was a piece of paperwork from the hospital that says like an actual baby exists, but it was just me. I just went right. by myself. With the piece of paper. <laughs> With the piece of paper that says the baby exists. And then I Do they gave them usually all the require you to bring the baby, but because of COVID they didn't? Or is it always just a piece of paper? I think it's, yeah, I think you can just go on your own and do it. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. I'm not sure if you need Because like the baby's not at school paper. or work or anything by that point. Like, but he was still quite young. They're not gainfully employed. So <laughs> you should be able I think to he bring was... them with you. He was still quite young, and I think uh, okay. that uh, it was still like we had not taken him out of the house for any substantial right. yeah. period of time. So it was just like it yeah. would have been a whole thing. But I mean, there's no rush on that. We just wanted to get it done as soon as possible. Sure. But uh, yeah, so I, I did that. But so the thing about going to the embassy is there's they have not been doing in-person visits for most of the time that COVID's yeah. been going on. So there's a backlog of about a year of oh, people and, who've and had. And how are they dealing with getting through this backlog? Are they <laughs> processing everything like lots and super quickly and doing it all at once? You would think, but no. Uh, they are, in fact, releasing only one week's worth of appointments, and they are only doing this at some random point in the previous week. That so, sounds like a really efficient system for getting through would, all the appointments that are required. Yeah. One would think that if they were really trying to get through this backlog, they would just put on their website appointments for like the next six months, and people could just snatch them up whenever they were available, and that would make and everybody's life And maybe have like, easier. you know, how long, how long is this appointment supposed to be? I don't know, maybe like an hour. Okay, well, so you could reasonably, if you had like, and how many staff does it require? I don't know. I would guess one. I uh -huh. honestly don't know. So if they have like, <laughs> you know, more than five employees, they could really do like, you know, they, they could maybe do 50 a day. How yeah. many slots are there per day, Matthew? Three, Anna. Three? <laughs> yes. Wait, but then how... What? <laughs> three? As far as, I, as far as I can tell, there are three per day. So 12 per week because they don't do appointments on Wednesdays. Right. And uh, and so it has been. And yeah. And like I said, Hang they on, released. The... I work eight hours a day. <laughs> what are these people okay. doing? I it, maybe it does take like maybe we will be there oh, for God. like two, two three, three hours. hours. Yeah. Oh, God. Is that because yeah, it... Tavish will keep trying to recite the thing and then forgetting a line? And, yeah. uh, you know, so babies, he, they are problematic like that. He doesn't have to do anything except show up. They need to, they need actual proof that there's a baby that exists. Okay. Well, you got that. Yeah, I got that. I don't know. It's a whole thing. And it's like, there are two consulates. There's a consulate in Belfast and one in Edinburgh, but mm -hmm. they're both closed because of COVID. So they're not doing in-person appointments. So, oh, so no all matter, of those ones are coming to London as well. Yeah. So it's like, it's a backlog of a year. It's a backlog from three sites to one. Mm -hmm. And like I said, they, they released them at a random time. So basically I spent all day Wednesday because I missed it two weeks two three weeks in a row yeah I had missed whenever they put them up mm -hmm. which meant I had stopped looking at my computer or my phone for like 15 minutes that is literally what happened Jesus every time <laughs> so then this week I was like checking them on Wednesday mm -hmm. and I was just doing it and doing it and then suddenly it popped up I you know picked whatever random date my yeah. finger could hit <laughs> and then and got it so it's like the following Thursday right. and then I went back and looked at the website and watched in real time as all of the the appointments disappeared 
disappeared in oh, wow. literally five minutes. It was <laughs> nuts. Like the yeah. whole thing, it was, it's just, it was like, okay, so I wasn't crazy. Yeah. Like this is. It's just, yeah. But as you say, with, with such a backlog, it's not surprising. Yeah. It just sounds like they're not being very smart about dealing with that though. It feels like they could have found a better system. This was very stressful. And yeah. we were like, you know, we'll just refresh it. We've got nothing to do. You know, we'll, we'll definitely get it up. Like, but you're against like, all parents who have yeah, the we're same against all parents schedules. who are at home with a baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, no, it's every, every baby. Yeah, <laughs> so, so yeah. So now I get to go to London. Oh, a nice Wednesday. day trip. Well, an overnight trip. Oh. So we go on Wednesday night and uh, we're going to go to the embassy at 10 a.m. the following morning. Right. And Where are you I, staying in London? At my sister-in-law's. Oh. Yeah. And I today I went around town and spent something like 50 pounds making copies and printing 50 off documents. British pounds? What 50 do you do if you want to be a citizen and you don't have a printer? Well, well I spend went to, 50 pounds on printing. <laughs> you by the side yeah, of you it. spend, yeah, I, you, you, I had to make copies and triplicate of a bunch of different things, Ugh. including my marriage certificate, his birth certificate, yeah. my passport, Alice's passport, his passport, my Wait, divorce papers. So Tabbage has a passport? He has a British passport. Oh, I see. Yeah. But he cannot enter America on a British passport. Because he's an American he's citizen. An American citizen. Yeah. But how would they know he was American citizen if you didn't do this appointment? Well, they might figure it out because he's I'm American mm-hmm. and he's with me. And That's we were like, really what's weird. <laughs> And then we were kind of like, what are they going to do to him? He's a baby. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's America. Were, they might shoot him. <laughs> well, he goes straight to Guantanamo Bay. Uh, <laughs> you he, tiny well, ginger we, terrorist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then we were like, oh, wait, no, they could do serious things to us. They could fine us a massive yeah. amount of money. <laughs> like, yeah. Because it wouldn't be, it's like, no, it wouldn't be his fault. It'd be our mm. fault. <laughs> mm. Anyways, so. Borders we are like, stupid. <laughs> what, I just want to say. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's borders. This all just borders. It's just borders a racket. Dumb, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a racket. It's a huge fucking racket. Big oh, that's printer a great way to put it. making a lot of money out of this. <laughs> yeah. The Xerox Corporation. <laughs> they are making all the money. Uh, yeah. So I had to go to the library today and print a bunch of things off and make copies. And then I had to go to snappy snaps and uh and get some pictures printed off of nice of you or him <laughs> of him yeah oh, okay. <laughs> just some, oh, just so some tasteful possible. nudes of me <laughs> yeah <laughs> just thought that would change the uh, ambassador's mind you know <laughs> yeah it's like oh i don't have the right paperwork well maybe <laughs> does this penis change your mind <laughs> <laughs> this scantily clad photo of me leaning over a car will um yeah oh, God. anyways anna <laughs> today is july 4th happy 4th of july matthew thank you it's and it's will tavish be an american well he is an American citizen, so I guess he's he'll always, be celebrating. He, he was uh, born an American citizen, yes. Right. Okay. He'll be he'll celebrate the Fourth of July the same way I celebrate the Fourth of July in the UK by dunking on British people, <laughs> <laughs> which will be difficult for him because that yeah, will include uh, cussing his mum. Um, yeah. yeah. So today is the Fourth of July. So I've I've gone a bit weird with today's saint. <laughs> oh, good. Because it's the Fourth of July. I wanted to find the patron saint of the United States for you, but uh, unfortunately know, but- there isn't one. <laughs> Yes, sir. Is it's Mary? Right. Yeah. Okay. But like unofficially, and also, you know, we don't need to know about her because she's okay, like, yeah. you know, whatever. She's oh, she's yeah. a pre-Jesus saint, so it doesn't count. But because, um, yeah, because America, sorry, the United States was never like Catholic or even Christian officially. Um, there's like there's not a, another patron saint that works. So right. I had to scrap that. So then I thought, what about the patron saint of freedom? Do you know who the patron saint of freedom is? No. It's a picture of Jesus. <laughs> The patron saint of freedom is a picture of Jesus. Wait, how does that work? How I, is a picture of saint? Catholicism's <laughs> weird. <laughs> I don't know, but... Uh... 
I mean, I can find that article if you want, but it basically, it was, it's called something like the miraculous image of Christ or something. And huh. it's, it's a picture that's the patron saint of freedom. Um, Where is this picture? Uh, I think Italy. Hang on. Let me just do some. Why would you bring Googling. this up and then not have any follow up? I'm sorry, because it was just going to be a throwaway comment, you know? <laughs> and then you ask questions like you always do, and I should have prepared for that. I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but when I do research, I have a bunch of tabs open that are have tangential topics that I think you might hit on. Yeah, I should probably have done that. So, yeah, the painting is called The Infant Jesus of Prague. Okay. This picture's Saint Day is the 3rd of May. <laughs> I'm not making this up. This is just true facts about God. And according to this Catholic Saints information website, it is not idolatry because it's a popular image. <laughs> so it's it's very clear that, you know, they're totally consistent in their worldview by wor- worshipping a picture um, a and building an altar to the image. So basically... Not... Mm-hmm. The infant Jesus of Prague. Mm-hmm. It's a it's statue. A, a statue. Sorry. It's a stat- according, to my, according to Wikipedia, it's a statue. Well, this is a different infant... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a statue, sorry, not a painting. Whatever, it's a piece of art, not a person. Right. That okay. still makes it pretty crazy to me, I think. It's also really creepy looking, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Looks like a doll. But as well as freedom, it's the patron saint of peace. <laughs> Oh, vocations nice. good health <laughs> vocations just like yeah. jobs Any good job finances I, d- I feel like this is just a, a terrible patron saint to be a yeah. statue doesn't have a good life story if it's just a, a statue so that's yeah that's oh rubbish. the first line of the wikipedia entry is the exact origin of the infant jesus statue is unknown there you go it's a mystery yeah. statue <laughs> but yeah so did not think that that would be a good subject for the whole podcast so no, patron saint of freedom out the window so i'm not going to tell you what this saint's patronage is or the main one at least so but this is there is a a reason why even though this saint's day isn't today or this week that i have linked it back to the 4th of july and that's why we're doing them this week so thought it and had a layer of festive fun for your american festival (laughs) so what is the feast day of the saint so today's saint is gabriel of our lady of sorrows or gabriel Posenti, and his feast day is in fact the 27th of february okay so yeah not today (laughs) okay (laughs) but just i just thought you know a fun guy to celebrate on the 4th of july and you will find out why eventually okay <laughs> it's gonna be like a eureka moment you're gonna be like wow anna is a genius i'm fairly sure i doubt i'm gonna say that but let's let's go ahead well you know have an open mind matthew because you could okay <laughs> i probably will yeah you're right <laughs> thank so you so what's what's this guy's name again gabriel, gabriel of our lady of sorrows but he was born francesco Posenti. okay when <laughs> march the 1st 1838 in assisi so oh, okay. he was like the second francis of assisi um right. And in fact, was baptized in the same font that Francis of Assisi had been baptized in. Oh, was so, it Helvetica? What? Oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> the same font. Get what yeah, I'm doing very, there? Very good. You see what I'm doing there? Very comic sounds of you. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yes, he was the 11th of 13 children. 
Oof. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> what, what, what would you, at some point? Imagine you how counting, much right? big print it would have been <laughs> making right. off that family. <laughs> well, yeah. You have those. In the, you have, but it, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like thirteen that, the, and then after that, they just stopped counting. There was more. Yeah. They were just like you know what, yeah. we just didn't even bother. And that that was only his dad's like primary family, right? So his right, who right. knows how many he had in his secret second family. Yeah. So thirteen children born to his mother Agnes and his father Sante Sante. Uh huh. Santa. Agnes. Yeah. Have you not heard of that name before? No, I have. It's okay. Just, I don't think of it as an Italian name. No, mm. maybe it was like mm. Agna. I don't know. Mm. I, I didn't didn't find an Italian version of it, but I'm mm. sure there is one. Should have okay. kept that tab open too. <laughs> <laughs> they were, at the time, resident in Assisi where Sante worked for local government, possibly a lawyer, that kind of profession. So they were fairly well off. But I imagine that having that many children would mean that it, even if you're fairly well off. <laughs> yeah, you're probably was, not that well off. Yeah. Don't not castle rich but they're pretty they're okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a good way to put it shortly after francis's birth sante percenti was transferred to montalta and from uh-huh. there to spoleto where three years later in 1841 he was appointed legal assessor so i guess like some kind of judge that level oh, okay of, uh, um diplomacy diplomacy bureaucracy bureaucracy yeah. yeah as opposed to the illegal assessor who would just go around assessing things <laughs> <laughs> Like a mad Four man. out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast, uh, three out of ten. <laughs> oh. oh, sorry. So yes, sadly, Spolito was not a good place for them to be. They were struck the family by a number of bereavements. Oh no. So his Wait. youngest. Mm-hmm. Oh no, go ahead. I was going to ask who, but you're just saying it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Give me time. Um, I don't know. The yeah. So Francis's baby sister Rosa in. Mm-hmm. 1841, seven-year-old Adele in 1842, and later in 1842, the mum, Agnes, died. Sad times. So I guess that, yeah, they they didn't stop counting after 13. They just, there weren't any They just ran out of 13. Yeah, I mean, I feel like 13 kids is going to cut your life short. True, true. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that is cause and effect maybe related there. Hmm. Apparently this didn't, you know, traumatise, this bereavement didn't traumatise him too much because as a child and a young man, Francesco was well liked by his peers and had a reputation for great charity and piety which is Mm. always good in a saint he was also known for the great care he took with regard to his appearance and would spend (laughs) hours preparing himself for parties okay well so (laughs) charity yes piety yes humility not as much yeah He's not one of our uh, not bathing Humble. and hanging out in, yeah. a, in a hole in the desert kind of saints. No, no. He's kind of, he's possibly our, our most handsome saint. It's, yeah, I mean, other than Gemma, of course. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, we all know that. He was li- literally put on the earth to make grown men fall in love with her so that they would love Jesus. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. If not the handsomest naturally, then certainly the best kempt. Certainly, uh, yes. You could say. Was he just like, so he's just well-groomed? Is he yeah. very stylish? Yeah. Okay. Um, and apparently he could be difficult and was liable to bouts of anger, which <laughs> the piety and the charity <laughs> seem to to conflict a bit there. Yeah. Uh, but I... it, maybe it's like, oh, here, have my bread roll. I'm on a diet, but don't touch my comb. That kind yeah, of thing. It's like, you may have my old garments. They're out of season now. <laughs> <laughs> Cravats are so autumn 1842. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be caught dead in those. Thank you. <laughs> 
Yes. He was deeply involved with the social scene of Spilito, a hip hop mm-hmm. happening place, and soon earned for himself the nickname of The Dancer. Ooh. Uh, yeah. He was a ladies' man and had mm-hmm. several romantic involvements. Go on, I'm listening. <laughs> I'm interested. I want um, this hot gas. This well, this ice cold gas from over 150 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> we could be a magazine. We're so on the pulse. The night he left to join the church. Oh, spoilers. Oh. <laughs> there was he still, broke so many hearts. Yeah, basically, there were still hopes that he might become engaged to a local girl, Maria Panacetti, who was in love mm. with him and had been on several dates with him. Oh. Um, so. So there you go. He was he was a ladies' man, but uh, mm. but apparently you know basically join the church to get out of commitment. That's what I'm hearing. That's oh, so you think that like he never wanted to marry Miss Panicetti and then uh, <laughs> Manicotti. What was her name? Matt Panicetti. Yeah. Panicetti. I was right. Okay, so yeah, he never wanted to marry. So he's like, oh, I gotta go join the church. Yeah. So sorry. Yeah. Mm. I know I made a lot of promises last night in bed, but uh, <laughs> I actually gotta go join the church now. Also, sorry. can I have that perfume back, please? <laughs> um. Anyways, so okay, so he he joins the church. Yes. So wait. So well, he's been. Yeah. So he's been a party boy. He's been out wooing the ladies, yeah. dancing. They just call him the dancer. But no lady could ever fill the hole in his life that his mother left. Clearly. I guess not. <laughs> Tragic. Sorry. It's always the truth. But uh, so they just call him the dancer. Yeah. Like they were just like, here comes the dancer. Like yeah. that's, it's like they had really not, like nicknames were just new. Well, maybe maybe the village was so small that like only one guy did dancing. So it was yeah. like, oh, that's the dancing guy. Oh, there's that guy that dances all the time. Yeah, isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> Should we be dancing? Like music plays. Should we all be dancing? Nah, we'll, we'll just know. stand here like bopping our heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. He's, that's his thing. Yeah. He hates it when you, because if you're dancing. Oh, he would get he, really mad, wouldn't he? Oh, he would get so mad. Like, that's I meant, my see, thing. <laughs> that's Because here's the thing is about Gabriel is I think that he's wearing a lot of capes. So when he dances, he's spinning. Those capes Ooh, are going. Swooshing around. If a, if a lot of people are, are dancing, they're getting in the way of the, the flow of his capes. <laughs> and I feel like that's that, ups, that upsets him. And that's that's when he's yeah. flying to rages. He's uh, like, what, what yeah. are you doing? I'm doing a thing here with my cape. This is a cape space. Yeah. <laughs> very good Thank uh you. yeah i think that i think that's that's probably it and yeah. i can see why you get angry about that you're like you're getting in the way of my capes <laughs> to be honest is... i once went to a very overcrowded kaylee and i was wearing an inappropriately long skirt and it, like i felt already that there were too many people and then someone stood on the bottom of my skirt and i fell over and then <laughs> and then danny tried to pull me up but someone was still stood on my skirt okay, and it came it down <laughs> <laughs> and I was furious, <laughs> but I wasn't furious at Danny. I was furious at whoever organized this event for having too many people there because I was like, I was a bit drunk and I was like, this is a health and safety nightmare. <laughs> And I was you just people angry. are all gonna die in here. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like as you try to, like, did you? Like, as I when... tried to mask my modesty. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I still have my my underwear on, but yeah. Oh, my okay. Skirt I was gonna. S- down. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, did your like breast pop out or something? Like what? <laughs> oh no, well, it was a skirt, not a dress. So oh, only, wasn't it? Oh, only, oh, okay. only my butt came out, but it was in it was in underwear. So oh, okay, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty <laughs> embarrassing, though. I mean, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, were you not angry at the person who was like who stepped on your skirt and then no, because they weren't to, to blame. It was a structural issue, right? And that's the thing. The people in charge are always blame... the ones in the wrong. Yeah. Okay. Who? Okay. <laughs> I'm so, I'm sorry that that happened. Well, because um, they, you know, packing too many people in—that's profiteering. You know. <laughs> right. It wasn't. Wait. So this is like. Oh. Okay. So it wasn't like just like somebody threw a Kaylee. No, like... no. It was like a, a ticketed event. Oh. And they clearly sold too many tickets. Which is, oh, it's outrageous because when I book <laughs> when I book tickets for a Kaylee, I expect there to be enough space for everyone to join in. You need a certain standard for the Kaylee. Well, there... it's not that. I'm I'm not particularly good at dancing myself. It's more just that when you are being flung around, you want to know that you're going to land on your feet rather than in someone else's face, right? See, see here's the thing is we, we had a reception, a wedding reception. I know because I was not invited. Well, we, we didn't really know you then. <laughs> <laughs> I... And we had a Kaylee. And see, the thing about like if you go to a, a, a party that's a Kaylee, like a reception or whatever, mm-hmm. like I can see like, okay, you can invite a few extra people because not everybody's going to want to dance in the camera. yeah or not or certainly not every dance but then if you're if you're setting up an event where people have paid to come yeah. to the kaylee yeah like at that point you know everybody's invested and wants to dance yeah like nobody's just going like oh i'm just into kaylee bands like yeah. nobody's <laughs> no one's into kaylee but no, no one wants to hear that kaylee. music if they're yeah. not drunk and dancing to it yeah if you're not like if you're not trying I to feel spin like away from the music as, as possible that. <laughs> no, that's fine I mean, it's not. But she doesn't like listen to Kaylee music at home. Like you know, I, like, I just <laughs> thought all Scottish people did that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, she's constantly listening to the bagpipes. Um, <laughs> anyways, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, Saints. he's the dancer. Yeah. Saints. The dancer. Yeah. So yes, I guess you could you could say you know because he was like almost the youngest child, so maybe right. maybe a bit spoiled, maybe enjoying the finer things in life type thing. Right. It I, seems like he's becoming the youngest child by default. Yeah. Like, he's, killing the others <laughs> off. Yeah. He's slowly becoming the youngest child mm. um eventually well he was anyways. like two up from the youngest and then that's true yeah, yeah. one died anywho he was educated first by the christian brothers which sounds like a band <laughs> <laughs> just but... like i was like oh no just these two brothers like tom and bob christian <laughs> <laughs> the christian brothers <laughs> quality education from the christian brothers <laughs> mr and mr christian the christian brothers or the congregation of christian brothers is a worldwide religious community within the catholic church okay. founded by a guy called edmund rice not anything christian (laughs) sadly they were provided in his his education and then later on by the jesuits in the town's college and at jesuit college he excelled particularly in latin Uh Um, so you know that's pretty handy if you want to go in the church yes although it doesn't sound like at this point he does want to what then why would he i don't know actually well i guess i think it was like education was just provided by like i don't i don't think you could really get like a secular education at this point yeah and also like a lot of the education i think at the time or maybe this at some point Mm -hmm. like in order to be educated in some places you just it had to be done in latin yeah that is why the section of paris that is called the latin quarter is where all the universities are fun yeah. fact there thank you i thought it had something to do with latin america but it had nothing to do with that at all <laughs> this is an actual which i don't know why latin america is called latin america so mm. maybe it's all well, the same thing because everyone <laughs> there speaks spanish because of colonizers right but then how is that latin yeah true <laughs> spanish and latin are kind of close but yeah why isn't it called spanish i mean america? yeah so spanish is a romance language which means it's a derivative of latin yeah but but why would they i don't know i'll have to look that up some of these i'm not gonna look it up now let's yeah. just move on maybe next time we 
have a Latin American saint, then you can yeah. look them up. Then we'll look that up. Uh huh. If anybody out there knows why Latin America is called Latin America, <laughs> please send us an email at samestbehavenpod at gmail.com. There is no G in behaven, but there is a G in Gmail. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Well done. Good <laughs> getting it in because I'm not sure we did last week. Um, no, we we in fact did on purpose. Did we? Uh, you have to listen to the episode. Oh, mm. right. <laughs> Because last week I was like... Hang like, on, are you saying... Are you accusing me of not listening to the episode? Is it out yet? Did it come yeah, out? Yeah, it came out yesterday. It came out yesterday. Ugh, sorry. And, so and who was got... it? <laughs> God. Uh, it's Gonzaga, that guy. Oh, uh, Gonzaga. Yes. Good old Aloysius. Um, cool. There is a G in Gonzaga. That's... Is that why? <laughs> pointless thing to say. <laughs> You're a pointless thing to say. <laughs> Um, okay, we've descended somewhat, gone down a tangent. Um, right. In 1851, so I believe when he was 13, uh-huh. Percenti became desperately ill and promised to enter religious life if he recovered. Can you guess okay. what happens next? He recovers. Uh huh. And he doesn't enter religious life. Correct. <laughs> so he clearly just had his fingers crossed and he was like, please, 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 please make me better. I promise I'll become a religious person. And then, right, like, oh, right. oh, sorry. No, it's I like, take it back. Okay, well, I, when I said I would enter religious life, I, what I what I was actually you misheard me. I said I want to enter some litigious strife, <laughs> and in that I was going to sue th- my doctor for making me so sick. Very good, very good. <laughs> so I can see how you misunderstood that God. Does, Sorry if does there was some religious kind of life and litigious strife rhyme in Italian or Latin? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, thank you for that clarification. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I just wanted to let you know that I'm fluent in all three languages and, and it rhymes in all three. It's kind of an amazing thing. It's a good skill that you have that I've never yeah. heard of before. Hmm. Mm, um, so yes, once he'd recovered, his promise was soon forgotten. Sure. The same thing happened when he <laughs> narrowly, narrowly escaped a stray bullet during a hunting expedition with friends. So Wait. for a second time, he had a near-death experience. And I, I don't know if, like, uh, I think maybe it was like, if I don't die on this hunting trip, I'll become a religious person. <laughs> I'm but not I, sure. Yeah, I don't if it's just a single stray bullet. Yeah. When did you have time to make and break a promise? Thank, maybe, maybe he was literally just like, oh, thank God that didn't hit me. And then someone was like, oh, are you saying you'll join the religion? That kind of thing, maybe. Uh, just like, well, this didn't hit me. So obviously I need to like, yeah, I guess, I, I guess, yeah, I see that. Like his gratitude for not being hit by a bullet yeah. was just like, well, this is the sign that I've been waiting for. I'm going to join the church. Yeah. And then like later that day, somebody was like, were you really serious about joining the church? And they were like, what are you even talking about? I what? <laughs> totally. Uh, yeah. So. Sadly, the the reference for that is goes to a Google Books that I can't access. It won't let That's me. Fine. So I can't find out more about what happened with that. But I just I like that it's it's phrased as the same thing because it's like this is clearly a habit where he was like, I'll join the church. Ooh, no, I don't want to. No, I was gonna. I was. I don't know. It's not. not I'm not, not feeling it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> his brother Paul had died in 1848, and his brother Lawrence killed himself in 1853. Uh-huh. So he's slowly becoming the oldest too yeah <laughs> <laughs> from the top and from the bottom they're just he's thinning out really eliminating he's getting like he's i don't it's know the sibling but... hunger games you don't know it what is. it's like matt i have six siblings and uh you know you gotta you gotta do what you can to get that inheritance <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta figure out how to outlive them now and, what uh, what my parents did to to ensure that we wouldn't fight over inheritance is be really financially irresponsible <laughs> so there's yeah. nothing to fight over <laughs> that's the way to do it that's what i'm gonna do too with my kid well to be to be honest your collection of the things (laughs) 
is a good start. Did I show you my really big one that I got the other day? I don't think you did. Look at that. It's as big as my head. Oh, my God. It's enormous. I know. Isn't that great? And it's also a bobblehead. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's neat. Anyway. Oh, well, I know what to get you for Christmas. <laughs> so his brothers died. Yeah, two of them. And then later that year, Francesco fell ill again. Again. Yeah. And he was like, God, I know I've burned you twice on this. <laughs> but if you get me out of this scrape, I really, I I, really promise this time. I promise this is the time. I swear to well, I swear to you, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> you just get me out of this last illness. Why very ill? What did he did he get? I'm gonna guess he had something like syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> Stereotyping about ladies' men there. I'm he had saying. a throat abscess. Okay. So no idea how he got that. It's 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 a form of herpes you get from oral. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. You're not making that up. I think you can, anyways. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, right, right. There's been one known case in the in the entire medical history of the world that was caused that way, and you're like, that's what causes it. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I'm that's your excuse, isn't it, Matthew? Being an ungenerous lover. <laughs> <laughs> what are there? That's the best excuse for a throat abscess you could ever have. I'm no, sorry. as in, as in, you're like, you, I, I'm implying that you do not, uh, you do not give in that way oh, because you're scared of throat abscesses. No, that's not. And I was saying I that's that. that's your excuse. <laughs> no, that's not why you don't do that. You no, said, said, no, the reason I don't do that, Anna, is because I am a misogynist. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, throat abscess. This feels like the kind of thing that doesn't happen anymore now that people brush their teeth or something. Yeah. Maybe. But, um, so hey, what, so, he would have been a pioneer of brushing his teeth, surely. Possibly, yeah. I guess he was such a well-groomed guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, is it called a tooth brush? <laughs> <laughs> it's a minty fresh. And then everybody's like, why isn't it called a teeth brush? And it's like, I don't know. That's true, because you rarely do one tooth at a time. No, you don't do one tooth at a time. Maybe it was like the original toothbrushes were very small, and you would have to do each tooth individually. Because, <laughs> oh, you know, bristles were at a premium then. You had to hunt down a boar, get the yeah. bristles. It's a whole thing. True facts about the teeth brush. <laughs> he has the throat abscess. Yes. Does he make the same promise to God? He does. And Good. does well, this time... Guessed. Third time he... lucky. He does? He does it. Yeah. Yay! So once more, he had promised to enter religious life upon his recovery, and this time, actually set the process in motion. Yeah, because it also got him out of an engagement. Yes, exactly. I, yeah, I'm not sure when the engagement was, but I think this was the time where it was like, yeah. no, 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 I'm for real this time. So yeah, maybe it was like, I'll join the church. Actually, I don't want to. I'm going to marry this lady. Actually, I'm going to join the church. And then he actually does. Yeah. So initially, he applied to join the Jesuits, but for some unknown reason, never proceeded well i think we know the reason is that he is flaky as fuck <laughs> yeah i guess yeah the reason was like oh are those the robes the jesuits wear oh Ooh, no thank you they really <laughs> clash with my skin tone yeah that is i am really much i am a summer and those are very autumn robes i'm sorry are... <laughs> well he basically he'd attributed his healing to the recently beatified andrew babola who okay. was a jesuit himself and anything else interesting about him he was in Poland, so I don't know how he healed Francis's throat abscess, but there you mm -hmm. go, he did. Well, he's dead, oh. then he's everywhere, right? Isn't... True, true. Uh, yeah, 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 he was dead. 1657 yeah. was when that guy died. So yeah, so uh, there you go. Uh, so yeah. So he's up in space, right? Or heaven. <laughs> so <laughs> Jesus space. 
yeah yeah so yeah so i guess that was sort of why he went for the the jesuits but then yeah the their gowns put him off as you said I'm sure. There's probably something like that. Yeah. Tragedy struck again when his sister, Mary Louisa... That's not a laughing matter, Matthew. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why I laugh at that. <laughs> no, no, no. It is, it is funny because it's like, you know, every, he is... You're right. All his siblings just gone. Because, um, wait, let's let's run the numbers here. This is the fifth sibling, I think, So we had... Okay, let's go. Rosa, number one. Adele. Mm-hmm. Two, two brothers. brothers. Right. And then, yeah, number five. This is the fifth sibling. Okay, yeah. so he's down to... <laughs> Only seven siblings. Seven siblings yes. left. Okay. You know what? That's still a fair number of siblings. And right? then there were seven. Yeah. But, you know, splitting an inheritance into eight rather than 13. Big win. Yeah, it's a big win. <laughs> she died of cholera. Oh, okay. Uh, Mary Louisa. After the cholera epidemic ended, Spoleto clergy and c- civic authorities organized a procession of the ancient icon of the Virgin Mary in Spoleto's uh-huh. cathedral. Pacenti okay. attended the procession, and as the image passed him by, he felt an interior voice asking, Why do you remain in the world? Now, I feel like I need to clarify. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't think it was saying, why are you still alive? <laughs> I think it was like in the world as in like, you know, worldly things. Oh, okay. okay. Now like, <laughs> why are you here, you useless waste of Jesus space? is like, just kill yourself already. Yeah, just why don't you fucking die already? I have no use for you. What are you even doing here? Just Look keep at this. breaking your promises to me. Just fuck off. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? What do you think? Dancing and wearing capes is what you should be? No, fuck off. Just fucking die <laughs> in a ditch like you deserve, you wretched dog. I should should have killed you and not all your five siblings yeah the, jesus is like the wrong kid died maybe this is jesus made mistakes five times <laughs> he's yeah. like he's trying to target this guy and he just keeps you think jesus is shot. like tossing thunderbolts yeah at these yeah like, like Zeus. Damn it. yeah missing this guy he's a slippery <laughs> because bastard because he's just dancing around yeah avoiding yeah, the, the bolts <laughs> oh it's a shame he's the one that dances he's the only <laughs> one in town <laughs> i should have I should have planned for this when they called him the dancer. God damn it. Uh, Anyway. Um, So So apparently this event, i.e. hearing a voice at the procession, was the galvanizing force behind the first serious steps in Pacenti's religious vocation. Wait a minute. So this is after he recovered from his disease. Yeah. So I reckon he promised that he would become religious again and then was probably going to go back on it. But then he had this religious calling. Right. Okay. So then, yeah, because that makes sense. It's like he was like, I'm definitely going to do it this time. Yeah. And then it look, was just like, I'm joining I'm, the Jesuits. And, and then like then... a week goes by. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, do the Jes- no, maybe this other group. I don't know. I'm just kind of like putting it off yeah. and not making decisions. And then finally, Jesus is like, hey, just get on your shit. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Here's the compromise. You join the church or you get fucking dead, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you will be number six. Yeah. Anyways. Well, it's interesting that you sh- that I should say that. <laughs> and we'll find out why soon. After the procession, he sought the advice of a priest and resolved to enter the Passionist congregation. Oh, sounds hot. <laughs> <laughs> Appropriate for the dancer, no? Yes. Well, no, pa- passion in theology is suffering of Christ, right? Oh, So, boo-boo. yeah, less less sexy. Uh, yeah. Unless, I mean, if that's your kink, But for fine. some people, yeah. yeah. I mean, if that's your kink, then don't worry about it. As long as it's yeah. consenting adults and everybody's safe. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Good good note there. Good good, good. MB. <laughs> this is very on character, though, I think. There was no passionist house near where he lives, <laughs> which reminded me of, like, so when I was little, I used to have violin lessons with a friend of my mum's. And then okay. a friend of my mum's 
friends retired and I had to get my violin lessons from a community music school. Uh-huh. But the the violin sessions were all booked up, so I couldn't learn the violin. And I I really I couldn't read music and I really didn't like having music lessons, but my parents, you know, were really wanted me to be musical. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fine. So I I'll play an instrument and then I looked at the ones that there were spaces left in the class and it was like I could I could have played the viola, which I guess wouldn't have been that different. It would have, might right. have been easier to adapt. But I was like, fine, I want to learn the trombone. And then, <laughs> and then my parents had spent ages, like you know, finding a trombone on eBay, and like you know, it was a big faff, and it kind of backfired because it meant that I had to cart a trombone to my lessons rather than like I should have gone for a flute, really. But my right. my thinking was like, if I'm gonna learn an instrument, I'm gonna find the most annoying instrument. <laughs> That sounds um, on brand for you. Yeah, but it's also on brand for this guy. He's like, fine, okay, fine. I- I'm going to do it. I'm going to join a religious community. I'm going to join the one that's really nowhere near here and it's very impractical. Oh, I thought you were going to say he did because there wasn't one near his house. He's like, oh, I'll oh I give up. Else. <laughs> you know what? Oh, is there one? There's one on the street, right? Oh, there isn't? Uh, too far. Oh, seems like a lot of trouble. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. This, Maybe this, this, guy... just his, this was his, his excuse to get out of town. Yes. To get away from his betrothed. So he goes to the passionate the, monks. The passionate monks. <laughs> they really love their silence. Yeah. Yeah. They're just really, you know, there's some sexy monks. Like hot priest. Yeah. But, what? But different. <laughs> Have you you've, you've not seen Fleabag? From, from Fleabag, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. All right. So so he goes, what, what is it called? The passionata? Passionista? Passionists. The passionistas. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it should be called the passionistas. I feel like that would suit him as well. Because yeah. he, he has a passion for fashion. Indeed. So where so he has to go far away for this. Yes. Right? To Moravale. 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 I don't know how to pronounce that. Okay. Moravale, which is in the Italian region of Marche. All right. That's fine. I don't know this how is all good enough that, for me. I don't have a good map that has both Assisi and Moravale and where we were, Spoleto. Yeah. I think I never really got a good grasp on where Assisi or Spoleto was. Oh, well, so. I didn't really yeah. so uh, don't worry elaborate about it. on that. <laughs> Anyways, so he moves to the Riviera. Yeah. <laughs> the sexy monk Riviera. Yeah, which sounds, yeah, again, the passions, you yeah, know. Definitely getting away from the town, as you say. Uh-huh. So, accompanied by his brother, Aloysius, different Aloysius. Wait. Oh, okay. <laughs> what a coincidence. Yeah, I know, right? Well, I guess it was a common Italian name at the time, or Luigi. I suppose so, yeah. A Dominican friar. Oh, so ah. different. So, he, so, his brother was already a friar? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So, they set out together for the novitiate of the Passionists at Moraval. Mm-hmm. During their journey, they visited several relatives who had been enlisted by Percenti's dad, Sante, to encourage uh-huh. him to return to Spolito, but to no avail. <laughs> so Why does he like, want him back? It's like a quest. <laughs> it's like, let's go and stay with all the people who don't want me to do this. <laughs> right. I think, yeah, I feel like this is good that he brought his brother, who's already a friar. Yeah, to, like, he was a good him... influence balancing it out, I think. Yeah, I think that's the kind of the guy. It's like, don't, you you made a promise to God. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, oh. But look, aren't Sally doesn't want me to do this. Look, we, we're staying in her house. We shouldn't disrespect her. Right, right. Let's just listen, let's listen to what she has to say. Why does the dad want him to come back? Because he doesn't want him to be a passionist. Is it just that he doesn't want him to be a passionist? That he wants yeah, to be a different... Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe, you know, 
know, he's like, I've lost so many kids. Please stay with me. I don't know. I feel like he could afford to lose a few more. Well, you yeah, know, like eight more kids still. <laughs> Shave it down I'll... to three and they'll be living the high life. I know. I mean, well, that's the thing. He's like, well, I've already got one kid who's a monk. I can't have two kids as a monk. I feel mm. like a failure as a dad then. <laughs> right? or like... Other than all these ones I let die. <laughs> Look, so, you know, hey, what? It's early 19th century Italy. The yeah. mortality, like you lose five kids. No problem. You lose two to the church. Wait a minute. That's suspicious. Yeah, that's that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> You get one kid in the church. You're already you're guaranteed to uh, to get into heaven. That's great. You two, it's just you're gilding the lily, and you're, you're potentially <laughs> causing problems. I think so. Because what if that one gets in the wrong sect, right? Yeah, exactly. Falls in with the passionists. Yeah. And then yeah. And then, then who knows what could happen? So what happens? Sorry, I missed this bit earlier. His dad refused to give him permission to leave for the passionists. So yeah, oh, okay. maybe it was specifically an anti-passionist thing. Maybe. Like maybe that was why they lived in Spoleto anyway. Because like. <laughs> Like, yeah. this is the furthest you can get from passionists. <laughs> no, there'll be no passion here. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and then he enlisted his relatives to dissuade Gabriel along the way. That must have been a mean feat because he must have, like, written a bunch of letters and sent them ahead of them yeah. traveling. It must have been a tough. a big project, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because the postal service wasn't super quick at that point. So. As we've established in earlier, Pat. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Excellent throwback there. <laughs> Unless you had your own personal guardian angel to send your messages. <laughs> you should have a luck. Indeed. Anyways. After these unsuccessful attempts by the relatives to dissuade Francis, Francesco, Gabriel, his father became convinced that his intentions were sincere and not capricious. Okay. So maybe he was like, I know what you're doing. You're just trying not to marry this girl. It's <laughs> like, know. I know you. You're going to come dancing back through that <laughs> door. You, you've made this promise twice before. Before, you're yeah. never gonna you're never gonna do it yeah yeah testing his his commitment his faith mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. okay very good very good yes, yes. <laughs> so yes eventually he arrived at the novitiate on september the 19th 1856 mm-hmm. so he was 18 uh, okay. I believe. Yeah. And two days later, he received the habit of the Passionists mm. and the name Gabriel <laughs> of Our Lady of Sorrows. So the habit with smoking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then, so they give him a, a name, the name Gabriel mm-hmm. when he becomes, is he, so he's a monk now, right? The Passionists Ye- are monks? Yeah. He's like, okay. well, he's mm-hmm. a novice. A novice. Right? So he's not really anything. Okay. You're nothing in this. <laughs> in this passion. You're pit. nothing in this monastery, kid. Yeah, yeah. You, you were the dancer, but here you gotta earn your nicknames. <laughs> yeah. Dance that guy for over us, there, he's, dancer. He's the prayer. That guy's the prayer. That other guy's the prayer. <laughs> this we call guy's him the, the prayer. <laughs> Uh, this one we actually call the holy water sprinkler. He's good at it. <laughs> that guy's uh, the kneeler. <laughs> Which is n- not really that different from the prayer. No, we only call him the kneeler because he's really short, so it always looks like he's kneeling. Oh, so. mean monks. I know, right? They're catty, those monks. Which is why a fashionist guy with a hot temper wants to be with the passionate monks. Yeah, yeah, that that's that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, I can see I'm going to fit right in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as long as no one's called the perfume borrower, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> The following year, Pacenti pronounced his vows. And during this time, his spiritual life was under the care of his director, a priest called Norbert of Holy Mary. Different Norbert okay. again. To, <laughs> Different to Norbert. Yeah. I assume, weird. anyway. Mm. <laughs> or maybe not, but he's not hes not clickable on the Wikipedia page, which presumably mm. means it's not that Norbert. It wasn't Norbert German. Yeah. Norbert of Germany and, was German. Yeah, but Germany and Italy, not that far away. It's not <laughs> beyond the realms of... In the 19th century, they were a lifetime away. If you travel from Italy, 
Italy to Germany, it was like that was your one trip for your life. Yeah, but the Norbert's thing was traveling around, losing disciples in Perhaps, suspicious circumstances. <laughs> anyway, in June 1858, Pacenti and the other students moved to Piet Vetturina okay. to continue their studies because I, I don't know if that novitiate closed or something and that's why they moved or if it was just like a normal thing to do to, to move around a bit. Oh, I bet it was like there was like a developer coming in and he's going to tear down this monastery and build a mall. If only we could have a dance contest to save the <laughs> monastery. If only someone was a good enough dancer. And he was like, no, I've given up dancing for the church. Like, oh. <laughs> no, sadly uh, not. Or what would have happened if you like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it. And then the day would have come, he's like, oh, I, did, I did not choreograph a routine. So I'm just going to not do it. I'm just not going to do it. I'd oh, rather yeah. not. Oh God, he sounds like me, doesn't he? <laughs> he really kind of does. <laughs> Local disturbances meant they would only stay a year. <laughs> a rival dance gang. <laughs> yeah. Wait, local disturbances like earthquakes or like uprisings or like uh, what? Yeah, That's maybe so war. vague. Ma- yeah, maybe war? maybe war. I think probably war. Yeah, yeah. You're right. That makes more sense. Or is it just like ghosts? Ooh, it's just, <laughs> disturbances. <laughs> yeah, yeah he was disturbed. He uh, yeah, he saw dead people. <laughs> just there's just one guy kicking his seat the whole time. <laughs> it's like this is so disturbing. Please can you stop that? You're you're upsetting. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Look, if you stop kicking my seat, I swear I'll become a martyr. (laughs) So yes, they would only stay a year. So in July 1859, the group moved to the monastery of Isola del Gran Sasso in the province of Taramo. Okay. So more geography for you there. Yeah, next time they move, you can just say they moved to another monastery in a different part of Italy. And then we can save ourselves all a lot of trouble. Well, this is a lot further south and a bit more inland. So there you go. Oh, sounds nice. Yeah. Well, Uh, it's not by the beach anymore, is it? No, that's the thing. But, you know, maybe warmer for the passion. I know, right? Hey, man, you don't need the weather to be warm when you're with the passionates because they bring all the heat. You know what I'm saying? No, I was, I was going to say, I think I would prefer to be further south in Italy than I would be. See, I think to be, you could be inland in the south because it's nice and warm all the time mm-hmm. as opposed to being on the coast in the north where it's Oh, when it's kind of like time. just medium. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of the opposite. Like, I would just rather it be temperate all the time. Right. And like Oxford's not good for that because it's freezing in winter and like boiling in summer and there's not really like a middle ground. I don't know if you went out today, but sometimes it's freezing in summer. True, true. And I hate that too. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I just I just want to be able to wear like jeans, a t-shirt, a light jumper and be right. comfortable. You want the Mediterranean climate. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Which global warming is slowly but very surely obliterating. Well, you'll it's pretty soon Oxford have the Mediterranean climate, right? Well, no, this is what I'm saying is Oxford's like more extreme. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. Anyway, we've, we've gone to geography again and we're, we're in unknown territory now. Anywho, Pacenti was an excellent student and his excellence in academic life was outdone only by the great process, progress he was making in his spiritual life. Oh, so they're going to say outdone by his fashion. That would have been lovely. That wouldn't have great. <laughs> but uh, no, so it seems like he had a change of heart. Oh, that's good. So he's very spiritual. He's, he's converted. He's really getting yeah, into it. Yeah. Do you think he left fashion behind or is this going to turn out to be he's going to be like a priest? Like remember that magician priest who used magic to pr- <laughs> process like, like is he using fashion to proselytize oh maybe people? he has like bible verses printed on like his edgy fedora or something <laughs> yeah or you know it's like you know it's like you may think your wardrobe is complete but is your spiritual wardrobe complete nice you've got something like that? you know you, you've got your shirt sure and that's going to church once a week but if you really want to look the part you've got to have a tie and that is taking communion right something like i mean that. the key to fashion is accessories and mm. what better accessory is there than the crucifix 
Oh, very mm. nice. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, the ultimate accessory. Yeah, I'm sure um, that there has been a sermon about that. Because right. there's a sermon about it. I once had to go to Catholic church with Danny because his grandma's very Catholic. And the priest there did a sermon on how Jesus is like Wi-Fi. <laughs> In what way? <laughs> he's everywhere and you can't live without him now. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and he's pretty hard to get in poor neighborhoods. Yes, and, uh... yeah. <laughs> Supplied exclusively by big profiteering private companies. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out there's a lot of money in it. And, yeah. Um... <laughs> And even though it should be like a public good, yeah, like a utility, uh, instead a lot of people actually, are making a, yeah, a lot of money off of it. Yeah, people are very exclusive about it. And often you're getting a pretty poor service mm. for the amount of money that you're spending. <laughs> On wafers and wine. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I guess this is a good analogy. It's yeah. a great analogy, but unintentionally. Also, you, Wi-Fi works in mysterious ways. Like, yes. why is the Wi-Fi great in the room I'm in right now? Mm-hmm. But if I go in my bedroom, which is just on the other side of another wall, it's shit. The Lord, our internet works in mysterious ways. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> Jesus is just a series of tubes <laughs> okay so does that mean uh, if you upgrade to like is is like fundamental right-wing christianity is that like fiber broadband <laughs> <laughs> uh, if anything it's like 288 <laughs> dial up <laughs> nice, anyways nice. so like, and guys church is a wi-fi hotspot yeah <laughs> you want to go to the original hotspot it's right here in the church <laughs> which is ironic because hell is a very hot spot yeah hey you know what there's no password for this wi-fi <laughs> Uh, you just have to uh, eat his flesh. What? Ugh. Anyways. <laughs> so yeah, looks like this guy had a bit of a turnaround. I see a turnaround. Yeah, he's a turnaround. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you and. know, it was, all, it was all good. At the same time, he began to display the first symptoms of tuberculosis. Oh, that's always the way, isn't it? Mm, especially around this time. Yeah. But the news didn't worry him. In fact, he was joyful. He had prayed for a slow <laughs> death so as to be able to prepare himself spiritually. And I oh. reckon fashionately. <laughs> right. So that he, I'm going to look perfect at my funeral. I am going to have the most beautiful shroud you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who prays for a slow death? What the <laughs> hell, man? Well, you know, that's I really how you hope show I how linger. spiritual you are. I want to suffer hard. Yeah. I mean, Jesus only suffered for three days. Mm. No, wait, did he I'm going to suffer, suffer for, for like 10. Uh, he suffered for like a day, right? Yeah, only a day. Yeah, so I'm going to show that Jesus something. Yeah. But yeah, I uh, I think <laughs> praying for, the, I mean, I would pray that I would, I am a long ways off from my death, but then mm, uh, that's not the comes, same as, I mean, I guess a yeah. long life technically is a slow death. Right. right. Okay. But I feel like there's a real difference in language between a, a slow life. Well, and maybe and this was, you know, he, this Gabriel guy, he was a bit so slippery, that, wasn't he? Like when he was like, oh, I promised this. And so maybe that's what he meant. Maybe he was like, I pray for a slow death. And actually what he was he like with his fingers crossed behind yeah. his back, what he meant was a long life. A long life. But yeah, throughout his illness, he remained cheerful and kept up all his usual practices, like dancing, I guess. Dancing, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> he was a source of great edification and inspiration to his fellow students who sought to spend time with him at his deathbed. He had proved himself. (laughs) That's where you want to be when someone has a contagious disease next to him. (laughs) Yeah, there was just a line around the block for that guy's deathbed. (laughs) It was so... Not least, the woman he jilted at the altar. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, now he's got the most popular spot in town. Mm. It's his own deathbed. (laughs) I can see why he would love this. Yeah, but no, apparently he proved himself an exemplary religious and a perfect follower of the Passionist rule, which is in like I guess like a code rather than- a gentleman never tells <laughs> <laughs> 
ironically, he was especially devoted to the Virgin Mary. Um, yeah. He was, you know, not that passionate by yeah. definition. On his deathbed, this is great. Okay. He ordered that his spiritual writings be burned for fear they would tempt him to pride. <laughs> <laughs> But is it that I mean that feels like the pride right yeah, there. It's like yeah. these are too good. Yeah. I'm just gonna be. You gotta burn them, otherwise I might sin by being too proud of them. In death, like you're dead. Yeah, <laughs> it's a weird one. It feels like he's he. It's it's a real catch twenty two because he's like I feel like I'd be too proud of these because they're so good mm. that uh, I think we should uh, burn them. Yeah, I okay whatever. It is it is a catch twenty two because yeah, it's, as soon as you realize that they will tempt you to pride, you've already been proud. You've already been too proud. Mm. It's a shame. That is why it is a deadly sin. Yes. They're literally in this case. <laughs> Regardless, only his letters survive alongside mm. his resolutions, which made the spiritual, which, sorry, which map the spiritual progress he made in his few years as a passionist. That's right. So I guess he did make progress. Before he could be ordained a priest, he died in the retreat at Isola del Gran Sasso in the early hours of February 27th, 1862, at the age of 23, I believe. Well. Uh, or 23 or 24. Uh, uh, yeah, 23, nearly 24, because it was March the 1st that he born, I think. In the presence of the community, again, bad disease management there. Yeah. <laughs> Holding close an image of Our Lady of Sorrows and who I, I think is Mary. Mary, yeah. <laughs> and smiling peacefully. Those who were with him when he died reported that at the moment of his death, he sat up in bed and his face became radiant as he reached out to an otherwise unseen figure that was entering the room. It was the opinion of Norbert, his spiritual <laughs> director guy, that he had seen the Virgin Mary at the very moment of his death. <laughs> it's like, listen guys, I'm, I'm just spitballing here. This is just my opinion, mm -hmm. but probably the Virgin Mary, right? Checks out. He had a picture of the Virgin Mary. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. But it's interesting because I think TB was mm -hmm. the the disease that was like behind the vampire panic, right? Which like led people to do weird stuff and sitting up in death. I think right. it's like a thing that can sometimes happen maybe because of like nerve reaction or something, but people interpret it as, oh my God, you're a vampire. Oh. So <laughs> there's a very good dollop on that. <laughs> Read that, listen it... to that podcast. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I forget. I forget all those shit behind vampirism mm -hmm. but yeah but he wasn't right. a vampire he was just reaching out for are we Mary. sure he's not a vampire i mean he was vampires are meant to be quite good looking aren't they so that's maybe uh, they seem to like capes <laughs> oh um, my god that is such a good connection that is a anyways, good point so he dies uh, yes. in front of everybody mm -hmm. he sees the virgin mary before he dies sits up and reaches out and everybody's like that's pretty great that's pretty great mm -hmm. make him a saint make him a saint yeah well immediately after his death norbert wrote a biography of him mm. and for Four years after his death, oh, the Passionists were forced to abandon the monastery where he died. Aww. And he laid, so he was buried in this church and it laid deserted for 30 years. Okay. But since his death, the fame of his sanctity spread through the local area as well as among Passionists. But and what sanctity? Like, I mean, how long was he in the Passionists? Uh, so he went. Six years, there, right? He was 18 when he 1856. got there. To 1862. So yeah, six years. So six years. That's a the... fairly long time. I've had like four jobs in six years. Right, but that's but you're unemployable. <laughs> the <laughs> do uh, a theology degree, kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't know. Like it, it's so if a quarter of his life he spent sanctimonious. Sanct Sanct he probably was <laughs> sanctimonious. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sanctified. You know, like at, yeah. Yeah, and then but the other like three quarters, I don't know. He was kind of. He seemed like a real dick. 
Yeah, like, well, yeah, but I mean, that's he seemed like a vain. A lot of them, right? <laughs> yeah, he seemed like a vain jerk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, but I mean, so I guess you know, if you're if you're upper middle class and a bit religious, and it's the mm. right time in history, that's all you need, people, right? Yeah, people dig that. All right. So yeah. So do you have any miracles or? Hang on. Well, does this count? In 1860, which was two years before he died, uh-huh. Garibaldi's soldiers entered the mountain village of Isola in Italy. They began to burn and pillage the town, terrorizing its inhabitants. Pacenti, oh, no. with his seminary rector's permission, walked into the center of town unarmed to face the terrorists. One of the soldiers was dragging off a young woman he intended to rape when he saw Pacenti and made a snickering remark about such a young monk being all alone. Mm. Pacenti quickly grabbed the soldier's revolver from his belt and ordered the marauder to release the woman. The startled soldier complied as Pacenti grabbed the revolver of another soldier who was passing by. Because <laughs> he was a dancer, right? He was quick. He was like nimble. I um, guess. Yeah. But wait, how come the first guy passing by? It makes it sound like the first guy passing by was just like completely unaware that there was a standoff going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was just like, do 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 do. Well, my gun too. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Pacenti was so quick he just like the other guy so just didn't know what had hit him he was like pirouette 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 yeah <laughs> now i have two guns here and he, he just like plie what's the thing where they jump is that a plie yeah i think so yeah yeah he plies over hearing the commotion the rest of the soldiers come running in and he stole all their guns <laughs> <laughs> well at that moment a small lizard ran across the road between Pacenti and the soldiers when the lizard briefly paused Pacenti took careful aim and struck the lizard with one shot <laughs> Turning his two handguns on the approaching soldiers, Pacenti commanded them to drop their weapons, and having seen his handiwork with the pistol, the soldiers complied. Pacenti ordered them to put the fires that put out the fires they had set, and upon finishing, marched the whole lot out of town, ordering them to never return. The grateful townspeople escorted Pacenti in triumph back to the seminary, thereafter referring to him as the saviour of Isola. Okay. So that so was it. <laughs> I think anything you do at gun point doesn't count as a miracle um, <laughs> but i mean i feel like it was pretty good marksmanship right that was a miraculous shot i, I guess i've been hunting before yeah see that's the thing is it's not like this is the first he time he's like ever held a gun gifted, yeah i mean it's he's probably because yeah, he was middle class kid mm. he probably spent a lot of his time like hunting and he wasn't with like that kid it, it was aloysius wasn't it he was like <laughs> in his little baby soldier suits yeah exactly he wasn't <laughs> like that but yeah you're right he probably probably had had fun with guns before yeah um, but i don't know I mean, he may have hit the lizard by accident because I feel like if you just fire a shot at the ground <laughs> Maybe in front of anybody. Maybe he was aiming at the soldiers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just and like all just you have improvised. to do is most people, if you just fire at the ground in front of them, mm. they'll that feel will, like you, like, yeah. that'll get their attention yeah. and they'll probably do most of what you want to say. Mm. I, yeah, I, uh. <laughs> but what a great coincidence that he hit the lizard. I love I this. Like... <laughs> I, hope, I hope there's an image of like this monk with like a pistol in each hand. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got a treat in store for you. I um, I want that. But okay. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you about it in a, in a bit because we've got okay. to do this in proper order. So, can you guess what this guy's patronages are? <laughs> is he the patron saint of dancing? Oh, that would have been good, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? Uh, it, no. <laughs> no. Is he the patron saint of like making promises that you're not going to keep? <laughs> he really, really should be. Just like making plans, just empty, empty, empty promises. Yeah. <laughs> making uh, plans and can't say. He, he should be. But is no. he? He's the patron saint of fashion. 
That would make sense as well, because not only was he fashionable, but he was also Italian, which would be a good place for a patron of fashion, fashion. to come from, yeah. right? I guess so, yeah. But no. Was he the patron saint of killing lizards or just minding their own goddamn business? Didn't have to <laughs> shoot up lizards, mean. Uh, yes, but that was not part of the list. Mm-hmm. You better not be the patron saint of lizards. That would be really... That would suck. <laughs> yeah. That that would be like if Cecil Rhodes became like the patron saint of black people. There's just... Right. Yeah. I don't know why I thought that. We were talking about Oriel College earlier. That's why that, that came yeah. to mind. Uh, anyway, no. Um, any, any more guesses? Mm, no. Okay. He is the patron saint of Catholic youth, students, and those studying for the priesthood, which I think is ill-advised, given that it took him a very long time to actually commit <laughs> right. to is he also the patron saint of like people procrastinating about yeah. studying the priesthood <laughs> this is why he would definitely be my patron saint i think right right um but there is an ongoing tradition every march when thousands of high school students from the abruzzo and the march re- marche regions of italy visit mm-hmm. his tomb a hundred days before their expected graduation day to pray to him in order to achieve good scores on their final and every oh, two years okay. from mid-july to the beginning of august the italian stauros on loss foundation hosts at the Sanctuary of St. Gabriel, a celebrated exposition of contemporary religious arts. So I guess it's like, mm. it's not quite fashion, but it's like art, studiousness, etc. Right. Are you saying fashion isn't art? No, I'm saying it is. So although oh, okay. he's not the patron of fashion, he has right. this kind of patronage of this arts festival, which could include right. fashion. Right, right. The cult of St. Gabriel is especially popular among Italian youth, uh-huh. and Italian migrants have therefore spread the cult to areas such as the US, Central America, and South America. Okay. In fact, Gemma Galgani held that it was <gasps> Pacenti who had cured her of a dangerous illness and led her to a passionist vocation. Wow. So there you go, it's a crossover episode. I guess. <laughs> but the the best thing, and this is my, my big reveal, okay. is that there is a society of St. Gabriel uh-huh. who, or there was, that promoted the public recognition of Gabriel, lobbying for him to be designated by the Vatican as the patron saint of handgun owners. And that's okay. why I chose this guy for the 4th of July. Wow, what an attack on me. So, <laughs> <laughs> You and your peoples. So I would like to share with you some quotes from, okay. from the, the guy that was like... From the head. NRA? <laughs> it's a guy called John, John M. Snyder. Does okay. that mean anything to you? Uh, No. Right. Well, he was a, a gun lobbyist. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. there is a postcard with Gabriel with a gun photoshopped into his like monk holster with the there's a tagline give us this day our daily lead which is oh, right God. Okay. <laughs> so yeah the campaign to make Percenti, a gun rights icon, began in 1987 when Snyder, a former associate editor of the NRA's American Rifleman magazine, uh-huh. who was lobbying Congress on gun issues, stumbled upon an article in a Catholic magazine about the lizard incident. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And he was like, well, this is our guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a rare treat. Yeah. A saint with a handgun. Those, yeah. those can't come up very often. No. Yeah. So he wrote, this guy wrote an F. Uh, a letter to the Vatican in which he argued that formal recognition of Pacenti's marksmanship would be an indication of the fact that an instrument in the hands of a person committed in heart, mind and soul to almighty God may be used to bring about practical good here on earth. So he used this lizard story as a, a reason to say that guns are good when in the hands of the right people. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because the only thing to stop a bad guy with a gun is it's the same with a gun. Exactly. I, you know, 
You know what? I 100% agree with this. <laughs> Only saints should have guns. <laughs> <laughs> Let he who is without the sin cast the first bullet, as Jesus yeah, exactly. famously said. I um, found this This give us this day our daily lead. It's pretty horrible. Also, <laughs> I don't know why. So this gun is holstered. I'm not a gun expert, mm -hmm. despite being American. But like, I don't know how you would retrieve this gun for any kind of like, it seems holstered in the most awkward position yeah. I've ever seen. Well, that's what it's made the odd. dancer so nimble and, um, you know, amazing. Yeah, right? But this so. guy was like a local legend in his community because he would send Christmas cards on the theme of lobbying about guns. So, <laughs> <laughs> so his previous Christmas cards before he found out about St. Gabriel included Santa preparing to blow away a burglar with a pistol, Santa with a gift sack of revolvers, and Santa outlined against the blazing sky. Oh, sorry. A Santa outlined against the sky, blazing away a Soviet plane with a machine gun. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this dude is a really normal dude, right? Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. So after hearing about the story, he started at Christmas sending out Christmas cards featuring Gabriel firing at the lizards. In 1996, Snyder picked up his highest profile supporter, then GOP presidential candidate Pat Buchanan, who Ugh. accepted a medal from Snyder featuring Percenti flanked by a lizard and a revolver. <laughs> oh, wait, yes, I saw that. <laughs> um, Guardian saint of marksmen, defender of the faith. <laughs> oh my God. He... Also, this, the lizard's going to be like, why am I in this? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he was a martyr to the cause, I guess. I suppose so, yeah. And Snyder even arranged for a priest to bless a shooting range in Tennessee in the name of Percenti, although the facility's owners fretted that the holy water would in fact warp the wooden rifle stocks. <laughs> so this guy is just a cartoon in himself. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's, um, that's nuts. It is. Sadly, the lizard shooting story only appears in one biography that's like way later than the official one. Oh, okay. So Which, it's surprisingly, uh, the whole thing is probably based on bollocks. <laughs> right, okay. Because I was, yeah, I would think that if, if that's a real incident, that is something you definitely put in the biography. Or yes. maybe it isn't. I don't know if you're like, this guy was a saint, like a pistol packing saint. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So the official case was like thrown out because the the bishops who looked at this case were like, well, gun violence is a threat to life. So we shouldn't, you know, because Catholics famously believe in the sanctity of life, right? Sure, sure. So Snyder dismissed his criti critics as pacifistic prune heads. <laughs> And uh, yeah, reflecting on his experience and, and the, the campaign being rejected, he said, there's a lot of dovishness and pacifism on the part of a lot of clerical people and they don't like to have any attention called to the masculine approach to Christianity. Oh, <laughs> wow. Uh, why can't we have more toxic masculinity? Yeah, why Why is Jesus not more of an asshole? That's what, yeah. what right-wing Jesus is all about. Yeah. <laughs> He's stupid peacenik priests. Yeah. Always going on about peace and love yeah. never going on about how great guns are <laughs> where's the sermon about how jesus is like a ak-47 you know in that he also can penetrate I mean, into your heart with very there almost yeah. certainly yeah. is uh so, and yeah no there, there almost certainly is because then that you know they'd say that people on the the anti-gun side are the antichrist right sure yeah makes <laughs> sense all this logic track yeah so final quote from snyder these people who will say they haven't found any other books in which this particular act is quoted would probably not like to be reminded of the fact that there were no books that described the annunciation and they're not going to dispute that <laughs> 
okay. So there you go. There's just, mm. like solid evidence for Gabriel being the patron of handguns. And that is why I thought he would be an appropriate saint for the 4th of July. Yeah, well. So you're welcome, America. <laughs> yes, thanks for that. I uh, I was really hoping it was going to be the patron saint of fireworks. But, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, didn't go in that I direction. I mean, the lizard splattering everywhere would have been a bit firework-like. No, I don't like that. I like little lizards. There's My, my parents' house, there's all kinds of little lizards running around. It's always delightful to oh, see them. Do any right-wing nuts come and try and shoot them? They probably would, but yeah. So, Anna, oh, do you damn see... Oh, is a patron of fireworks manufacturers. <laughs> but see? we'll do her on her day, which is the 4th of December. So there you go. Yeah. Tune in in six months' time for that one. No, we got to do St. Nicholas, who's like the 3rd of December. But is St. Nicholas the 3rd of December? I think we figured this out at one point. I forget it, doesn't matter. Well, so... anyway, there's going to be more saints in the future. Of yeah. the year, keep, and you keep should tuning keep in, listening. Folks. Yeah. So, Anna, yeah. do you see any situation where you would have Saint Gabriel intercede for you? I mean, totally. If I was ever in in a town that was being raided by soldiers, and yeah. you know, I I wanted I couldn't see any lizards around for myself. Definitely would ask him. Right. Also, I like to think of myself as very young and beautiful. So, like Gemma Gargani, I would uh, <laughs> need him to to heal me, maybe. But right. now, as I said, I relate to him because I am as you know from first hand experience a massive procrastinator right. so yeah I feel like we have a lot in common through that Fair. I mean uh, I think that if I ever needed fashion assistance which I don't think I do I think I dress pretty sharply oh, all the time oh you're such a sharp guy mm-hmm. I like to think of my style as old man teenager but uh... <laughs> how do you do fellow kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think that if I needed fashion advice if I need fashion assistance divine mm. fashion assistance I think I would uh, ask him to intercede if I uh, ever needed a choreographer maybe oh yeah you know if you ever need help dancing which again why I'm is pretty he good not the patron of dancing who's that it does seem like he's well i feel like that dancing was something he did before he found yes. the church and i think that BC. dance dancing is a symbol of his sinful worldly yes, life that's beforehand 100 right? true that's probably why he's also not the, the patron saint of fashion yeah but yeah i think that if i i guess if i was ever in a situation where i had to hold off a battalion of men with two <laughs> pistols yeah i guess i would you would have to yeah i think that would be that would be he'd be the go-to guy <laughs> Uh, for that definitely but Anna thank you so much for all your great research this week that oh, you was very are, you're welcome <laughs> illuminating and attack on on, on my on country culture, yeah, yeah um, <laughs> which I admit is maybe maybe a little overzealous with the <laughs> firearms <laughs> That, is that but, the official uh, position of the same misbehaving pod? <laughs> no, the official position of the same misbehaving is that uh, guns are should be illegal. I don't know. Nobody should have them because everybody fucking kills people. What and... about saints? They only kill. Oh, lizards. saints should. Saints should. Yeah, I'm sorry. I take that back. No, only saints should have guns. And uh, <laughs> are you sure? Gonna... Because a lot of the saints we've seen, I'm not sure they should actually. <laughs> There are a high number of unstable individuals amongst the saints. Imagine how many more disciples of Norbert would have died if he'd had a gun. Possibly, yeah. I don't know. So maybe, yeah, maybe nobody should have guns. You're right. What a so, crazy uh, thought. What a thought. You know, I'm enjoying living in the UK where nobody has guns. Yeah. So it's been quite a... Nobody has guns and everyone, almost everyone has health insurance. Yeah, pretty great. Or health care. So, but, but yes. But thank you, Anna. Once again, great research. It's been yeah. a pleasure. Have a blessed, yeah. freedom-filled 4th of July. Bye, everybody. Bye.